0: The West Westworld Theorycast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor Cufflinks.com. Go to Cufflinks.com right now and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. Cufflinks.com is the men's accessory marketplace. They aim to drive men to one place where they can find all the accessories they could want to elevate their look each and every day. Now, We all know that there's a coronavirus going around and we want everyone to be safe and happy. And a lot of things have been canceled, okay? And a lot of sales that Cufflinks had have been canceled too, NCAA, things like that. But they have now put over 700 items on their sale page to get a great discount while people are planning that next outing with their friends. When this all clears up, and you go out, you're still going to have to look good. So head over to cufflinks.com today. We wish you and your family well. Have a great day. Enjoy the show.
1: Welcome back to the Westworld Theory Cast. Today, you have the cleanup tech coming together to close out the week. My name is Gina Giacchetti, and my co-hosts are Tim Hines, aka Timothy Hinesworth, for Westworld purposes, and Andy Theobald, in some circles, known as Ando Calrissian. We are the cleanup techs. We round up the trash, the missed pieces, things undiscussed, and perhaps things we think are completely wrong, but we've been asked to tidy it all up as best we can do. And today we'll be discussing Westworld season three, episode three, The Absence of Field. And if you want to listen to more podcasts about Westworld or other great TV shows that you watch, you can find out more about us at dvrpodcast.com. Hey, Tim, how, hey, Andy, how's everyone doing today?
2: Well, yeah, (laughs) I'm I'm doing good. I'd just like to put out right now that I'm the better of the Hinesworths. So if everybody's been paying attention on the page and you've taken the poll, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: the better the 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 greater Hinesworth. The great that's the greater Hinesworth. <laughs> the <Lester. laughs> um, so that's good. And and Andy, how you doing?
3: I am doing good. I'm looking forward to spending some time talking and getting away from the news and all the other stuff.
1: Me too, definitely. So jumping into this, why don't we start off with what we kind of think our overall rating of this episode was. Um, so I I give this one a solid seven. I really like this episode. I think there's a lot to talk about. And I think it moved the story along really well. And um, I also had some revelations about how this is lining up with season one, which I know we're going to get into. But um, So what... What did
3: you think? Oh, sorry. Was that me? Sorry. I cut in yeah. a second there. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I also gave it about a seven. I really, really liked it. I, uh, it, I liked it more than after when I rewatched it. Uh, I like all the mysteries that it brought up fan of the mysteries, the mystery box thing. I love all that stuff. I love being able to theorize. And I think this episode gave us a lot to do or to think about.
2: Yeah. I, you know, they definitely opened up some, some, more doorways of thought, but I gave it a six, not so high. I didn't think it was fantastic, but there was a lot of cool missing pieces. And I, I feel like it was more story than visual in this episode. That was really, uh, kind of like titillated me, like got me excited. So I, I, that's why, you know, I, I would have liked a little more visual stuff, even though, you know, it was more pullback shots, a lot of background scenery. Um I did notice a few things. Uh like just right off the top. Now when Charlotte was talking with her assistant and right in the beginning and they, they were she brought her like the data on who's buying up shares and microtransactions of purchasing Delos. She was staring right at a gigantic sphere. Now, are we to assume that Delos has a similar type of program or computer that's shaped like Roboham? Hmm.
1: I don't know. I, I totally didn't see that. Was that in the architecture or was that uh, – did, did it actually look like –
2: It was inside the the building. It was like the, – the building looked like almost like the shape of uh, – I can't even think it's where Seattle plays football. Um, like it has that, that like long, yeah. uh, what is what that field called? Oh my gosh.
3: Um, yeah, well, I should know that one too. I can't remember. I know what building you're talking
2: about. Century but I didn't link. see the is it century link field. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. so, but it's like, has that long shape, like, and yeah. inside of it was a giant sphere. And I, I wonder if that's maybe the new supercomputer, like the way they make them, that they're suspended. I, you know, we haven't really gone no. into Dallas's like property too much. All we've seen is a couple, is a boardroom and a couple offices. So, but now they're on that campus because it wouldn't be like they were at Insight and she brought her that information. Why would she just appear out of like, look like she came out of like maybe the office and like walked outside? No. So that yeah. you know, that was just like an an observation I had it, and. Other than that, there wasn't a lot more that I, I really hadn't seen about the the world yet. So, so you know, it, I did like the story, but that's kind of where I was at. Like, it was a little low for me as far as being like, wow. But the wow part comes in our theorize.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in terms of theorizing, and I think this is probably the biggest mystery of the week and will continue to be is, who the hell is Charlotte? (laughs) Who is Charlotte? Um, So I thought it was interesting when Ken and Axel recorded kind of right after this episode, Ken made a comment about how Dolores is really forcing Charlotte or whoever this host is to adapt really quickly and into Charlotte, Um, which is kind of true, but you know, it it wasn't like it took Dolores 30 years to become sentient. She actually became sentient before the park opened uh, with a lot of coaching from Arnold. Um, And then everything kind of reactivated when those reveries were put in in place. So I do think someone, I do think a host could become sentient much more quickly, especially if they existed in another body before. Um, And I do think, whoever is in Charlotte is somewhat sentient, but also still kind of malleable to the point where Dolores can coach them in the same way that, that Arnold had coached her. Um, That was kind of what I was thinking. And I also think it's like Dolores is more kind of like, you know, we've got work to do. This is sink or swim. And, you know, I think in some ways putting a host in that position might help them become Maybe even more aggressive and determined, faster. Even though we saw some a little bit of backfiring with that, with the the self harm and things like that. I don't know.
2: The crying.
1: You, the crying. Oh come on. Yeah, I meant the cutting. That was.
2: Well, no, no like no, the, the different <laughs> aspects. Like she, you know, she had more emotions that weren't supposed to be in certain places. You know, That's like true. she shouldn't have been crying in the boardroom. You know what I mean? Like obviously it would have got to her, but she's the type of person that is quote unquote, ruthless and, you know, vengeful. Like she wouldn't be showing that in front of anybody in the, in the company.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I do feel like this host is a host that we have seen in some form before. I don't think it's like a new host or a combination of people or, or anything like that because she knows who Charlotte is. She knows that, she tried to kill them, destroy them. So, I think this is this is a character that that we know. Um, so, do we want to talk about who who we think Charlotte is?
2: Well, before we do that, I, I wrote down just a couple of the phrases from the beginning, and you know, first, where am I? Who am I? So, mm. that would lead me to believe that maybe, like, I mean, it could be anybody coming out of that state in confusion. But there was a few characters that we've seen in the previous seasons who exerted more confusion when revelations were made, right? So then she says, remember who you are and who you pretend to be. Then she says, I trust you. We're alone, alone, no matter, Uh, no mother, no father. So she trusts her and they have no mother and no father. Now I was thinking... If they have no father, Abernathy was her father. She would have treated him like that. But then again, after she realized what they were, he was more her equal. And uh, then there was one other line that she said um, when she met up with her later. She said, no one knows me like I, uh, no one knows me, uh, no one knows you like I do. Or you or you like me. So that is another link to either I I started going rabbit holing down as far as Ford because <laughs> he would know her that well. Abernathy or Teddy. I've heard all these, you know. Acacheta and all these other crazy things getting thrown out there um Mm -hmm. you know i've got a crazy one coming tim so buckle up and it gets to me i you know i could buy at this point i could buy it but i'm just trying to piece together what we know and what we just saw like right off the bat and i'm having a hard time going anywhere besides teddy yeah. I think that, that line you're talking about, no one knows you like
3: I do and no one knows me like you do. That really uh, that eliminates a lot of possible people, I think. It, I mean, there's only two or three yeah. people that that actually could be, I think.
1: It it really does. And and I also think that um I also think it could be Teddy because you know, she says to Charlotte, you know, this means we'll have to you know, engage with our old friend. and William man in Black was an old friend to both Teddy and Dolores. We both saw them have various kind of storylines, interactions and and he, you know, he knew William knew them from the beginning as well. You know, he was one mm-hmm. of the early park people. And so that's, yeah, that has me leaning towards Teddy. But I want to hear Andy's big crazy theory.
3: Okay, well, the I mean, my safe bet I think is Eddie as well. I mean, there's other lines that make me. I wrote down a bunch of lines as well, Tim. And I mean, one that stuck out to me is she, Dolores says to him, "Hale was always a predator. Maybe you've come to identify with her too much." Well, Abernathy was never a predator, to my recollection. And most other people that could be, I mean, Maeve's daughter or other people we've thrown around, I can't see that person fitting yeah. into that line. That's and the, with Maeve's daughter, this, a lot of things still match up with Maeve's daughter too but not that line specifically and the no one knows me line for her. And there's another line where, uh, when she tries calling when Hale tries calling her, which is where the fuck are you? I can't see Abernathy saying that either. My, my other crazy, crazy deep end theory. It's kind of long and convoluted like mine tend to be, but at the very beginning of the episode, when we see Hale's body being created, where, where, and when do you think that was?
2: This all ties into this. I think that was the right at the beginning because she had to get Hale out there immediately, and, yeah. and we saw all the three other balls. So that was the yep. first ball being used. Okay, that's that's what I that's what I also assume. So
3: what? The last time we saw Dolores in season two, she was leaving in Hale's body, right? So that means someone. She either had to have somebody help her take that. I don't think there's a way she could take it out and transplant it herself. Or there's two hails. I think there might be two hails running around.
1: Yeah.
3: And one of, one of them, I think, when you talk about the, the self-arming and uh, all of that kind of that stuff of the putting yourself and cutting yourself, that looks an awful like James Delos last season. What happened to him at the end? They find him, and he
2: has gone crazy. Right. When they, like, like when and, they put the other, other yeah. ones in the loop. With the
3: Yeah. And the James Dalos thing was basically them. From, correct me if I'm wrong, but was trying to take memories of Dealo that they had into a host body.
2: Yes, that's what. What if
3: what if Dolores is doing? Okay, let, um, let's. All of these. What if Dolores is trying to put MIB into one of the hail bodies? Hale was always a predator. Maybe you've come to identify with her too much. No one knows you like I do. No one knows me like you do. Hale digs into her arm, just like MIB does at the end of last season. Where the fuck are you? That sounds a lot like MIB. You belong to me. You know that, right? Dolores also says that to him. And I'm pretty sure MIB has said that to her at one point. uh, Hale also says, no matter what happens between mommy and daddy, I will always love you. I think that something similar was said to Emily by MIB last season. I'm not positive about that.
2: And I, I could buy that because the, the, the interaction with the child molester was yeah. very dark. Brutal. Yeah, um, brutal. And that's and it, it definitely also
3: MIB's it, MO. And it would be a role reversal from season one, where where I, or William was basically using, by the end of the season, was using her and beating her up. She's turn the tables possibly the two biggest things that I can't find that MB would be there is the we need to pay a visit to an old friend which I assumed meant MIB
2: but what if that's Ford well no mm. she, she said we got to pay a visit to an old friend and, yeah. did, and is, isn't that when they pulled up Bernard
1: oh, it could
2: be I, don't, I, don't but- know. I guess I assumed it was MIB yeah that but it could be Bernard too and the other but, one, she tried to kill us if there's two different hails. Oh, no. I'm sorry. She pulled up an yeah, on I'm in the sorry. beginning when she so. when she was programming that. Oh, yeah. that you're right. Uh, yeah. So that wasn't but that the, point. The, I, the other line about the she tried to kill us line,
3: if, if there was two hails, that, could, that line could still work in the scenario. I don't know. You guys, tell me if you
2: think this is way off the, no. way off the reservation. I, <laughs> I think
1: there's something there. Yeah, I, mean, I really right, do. Yeah,
2: right now, I think that's tighter than you know, uh, I can't think of her name. Uh, Angela or you know some of the other people that are a little ruthless that might have came out, you know. And, and all those people, they don't know what kind
3: of relationship do they
2: have with Dolores? I mean, yes. they don't know her better than any.
3: That line and the predator line are the two that really stick out to me, and MIB really does fit that bill pretty easily. But like I said, there'd have to—I think there would have to be two Hales running
2: around for that to the case. And see, the strange part is that I feel like there's something in Hale, like in her mind, in her code, that was maybe like some kind of blocker for this type of extraction of her mind because she like, you you could hear the when she says to, to, I think, Dolores, it's fighting me. It's trying to take over me. So I'm wondering if like Hale has some kind of like maybe mental like, like a mindscape where like almost inception, how you could put your mind in a certain spot and yep. then, and then, you know, try, like a trap, the trapdoor door thing. So mm-hmm. maybe she had an implant of a trap door, like in her mind. And when it got extracted, she's coming out sort of. So mm-hmm. there's, it's a lot of mystery oh. with who she could be, but I think the 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 like fighting in her is is going to be the main part of it because it is it going to stay Hale or like transform more into Hale or become a hybrid type of thing? Yeah,
1: because um, now
2: she's playing both sides of the fence, appeasing Serac at the end and then still trying to play on Dolores' team. So it's we don't actually know. You know what side she's really going to be playing for? Because Dolores yeah. keeps bailing on her for some reason. Yeah, or just and not. Yeah, being she being there at uh, the right time.
3: Yeah, it's hard to predict what which way because she could really ruin either side pretty easily with what she knows. She's basically double agent.
1: Yeah. Okay, so before we go on, we're going to take a little break. Here's Axel.
0: Imagine if you could listen to a podcast where James Delos tells you why he bought Westworld. Well, James Delos isn't real, but Christopher Slough of Reddit, Brandon Hillcard of Bark, and Cortland Allen of Indie Hackers are. And so is Code Story. Code Story is a podcast interviewing the tech visionaries about their journeys building products from nothing to something amazing. Code Story is a podcast interviewing the tech visionaries about their journeys. Like How I Built This with Guy Raz, this is the same type of podcast, but bend towards those in the tech world. In the show, host Noah Labhart digs into the critical details about what it takes to change an industry, how the tech visionary got started building their world-changing product, what sort of trade-offs they had to make in the beginning, and how they coped with them. Our tech leaders are not only brilliant builders, they're humans, and they have a human story to tell. Hey, I've listened to the podcast and it's awesome. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're into tech. And if you want to hear the real human stories behind that tech, Code Story is the podcast for you. Subscribe to Code Story now on every major podcast platform. Code Story, the future is now.
1: Okay, and we're back. So we were just talking a little bit about... Charlotte slash Men in
3: Black who... You know, there was there's one other point that people have brought up that I don't know. I, it makes sense, but I don't know if I really like it. Do you guys think it could be Wyatt? Like she splits Wyatt off?
2: I don't know. I, mean, I don't know really that. I don't like that theory, but I, what do you guys think? If anything, I think the, that she's still got Wyatt.
1: Yeah. Oh. Like she, she split I, off the I horse th- I
2: think she... like. F- merged I, somehow like because she had okay. that darkness in her I don't think that they split yeah. there was no split that we we knew of yeah
1: yeah mm. Mm, interesting okay um, so what should we talk about next you guys should we talk about kind of how this is all dovetailing and lining up with season one because I feel like this is where the whole like meat of this episode was um for yeah. me anyway. It's I mean, if you know
2: you're you you know, you could kind of tie in the espionage of the corporate espionage of the other seasons right into this. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I don't want to keep saying it because you know, it, we've said it before, but the you know, simulation within a simulation this is just like totally mimicking itself it's just in a different mm-hmm. form and and uh we had shared a photo on the facebook group that andy actually found and it showed the maze with the the little babies that i think was the uh, maeve and her daughter and then it showed the the cuddling of the same way with Teddy and Dolores, and then it showed Dolores and and Hale on the bed in the same exact positions of that nurturing, coddling position. Now there's, you know, that right there is a big tie-in. So, you know, it's just, I feel like it's just repeating itself so much. And, and all these different, not knowing if Serac's real, you know, he's always showing up as a hologram, and it, it's just, it's very interesting.
1: Now yeah. How,
2: how do you, what, what's your lo- interlock with this other seasons?
1: Well, I mean, I think there's a lot here really. Um, and you just kind of said it, it feels like things are repeating. Well, wouldn't that just be, it's a loop. It's another loop, which is mm-hmm. what these hosts are are in. They're in their own loops. Um, <laughs> and you know, they might've diverged a little. We can talk about this in, in a minute, but yeah, I mean, this is, we've kind of already known that Charlotte was a mole, right? She had Teresa as her mole in season one to try and get that data out of the park. And Ford knew Charlotte was trying to do that.
2: And then Abernathy. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And but initially he tried to get that data out of the park. Um, and with Maeve, if she were to leave, but then she never left. You know, she she got sentimental and decided to, you know, she saw the mother and daughter and she decided to stay. And then I think that Dolores being out in this world, um, quotation marks, is all afford, you know, this is his journey into night, right? This is the narrative he wrote. And it wasn't for the park it was for this host to escape somehow um, divert the data from the people that were trying to get it and to bring Dolores's loop into the real world.
2: Yeah. Well, I kind of even during that conversation with Caleb, when she says that the, they're collecting all the data to make a mirror image. Now, We don't, does she even realize, you know, that mirror image could be the one they're in, or it could be the one inside Rehoboam, which I think she believes is, but it could be the next level out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot to play with here because I do think this is some other level. Like, even if you look at Rehoboam, in a way, it is a 3D interpretation of the maze game. We kept seeing in season one. That was something that really jumped out to me when I saw that maze again. (laughs) I was like, oh my god, this is this is the new maze. This is the maze for season three. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I think she's she's in a in a new, more complex loop. She's got to figure out the maze again. And then there's all this stuff between these similarities between Caleb and William, just like. William initially just felt like he was having a real experience for the first time in his life with Dolores and, and Caleb said something similar. Yep. The exactly. this. And they, they, both, they both showed her like kindness and concern and helpfulness that surprised her. Um, and they both initially had limitations put on their real lives that ended up forcing them to decide who they wanted to be you know, for William, there's this scene when they're in Pariah, I think. Um, and Logan is like the best day of your life is when you got promoted to EVP. And, you know, that's, that's really all you're ever going to do in this life. And that kind of set William off. And it's the same way with, you know, when Dolores told Caleb about his future and death via suicide and, you know, how basically since because of, you know, a few things in his past, that's made this assertion about what his life will be. And as a result, society will never invest in him. And that further seals his fate. And so I just think like that's one of the reasons why I think this is Dolores on a new loop with a new guy that's a lot like the old guy.
2: And just so happens to be part mechanical which we don't know the extent of.
1: Right.
3: I, uh, I kind of get the impression, too, that, I mean, that you, you're watching season one again, a lot more reason than I am, but Dolores a lot reminds me of Man in Black version of William a lot, too, where, I mean, besides the obvious dragging people around the same way as he does, a lot of times it's kind of like he was in that first season where he'd obviously played the game many, many times to try and figure things out. It seems like she maybe has done that many, many times in this simulation. That if it is a simulation, and I think that could play in before a couple episodes or an episode or two ago when the, when they said the thing about the simulations running faster, she could have easily run this many times in the in a short amount of time. I don't. Instead of maybe her no, knowing, every, I mean, maybe she knows everything because she's been done it forever, like Bill Murray and Groundhog
1: Day. Hmm.
3: She keeps looping and retains that like a, a, a robot version of man in black. I don't, I, that one's not fully formed out, but that's just something that crossed my mind while I was watching this episode.
2: And there's also the fact that Liam had said he doesn't have access. Nobody has access. Mm-hmm. And they allude to, they don't even say that Serac has the access. They said that he might be the only one with the access. So, you know, Sarak might even be, you know, not even real. He might've been a program just like how Ford yeah. made, you know, Bernard and Delores made Bernard like in his image, like maybe there was a guy, but now it's inside Rehoboam. So like, maybe there's no controlling it. So that's, you know, maybe they're trying to breach it somehow. Um, but yeah, it's very interesting. Now with like, the way all those coded messages were coming through, you know, I I, I, I was I didn't pick up on it until the rewatch a second time that she was playing the unlock code in different notes on that, on those tones. <laughs> she was playing pieces of them, not in sequence. And then once she, she did it in the right way, then she got the call back to meet with Ciroc. So, like, that was a whole computer-to-computer type of thing, unless the original Hale knew that code because of their deal. Well, I
1: think the original Hale did know the code. I think she said it to the, you are my sunshine because that's when she finally understood the song and had heard the song. She mm-hmm. started putting it together. I think that was just the way that she and Sorak used to communicate It's probably some kind of encrypted number.
2: Right. Thing. So how, yeah. it, how would Hale really know that unless it was coming through that it was Hale? Like she was breaking that wall instead of being, the you know supposed hell like it seemed like she figured it out it wasn't like like she was trying all different tone sequences i don't know yeah. it was, it was I just, don't... that's like computer com- communicating with computer there was not even like uh you know words to communicate it was f- fuzzy tones
3: yeah it sounded like an old dial up internet modem starting up or something yeah, yeah.
1: You know, someone had made a comment about Hale's assistant that came in and gave her the recording of herself yeah. in Westworld, world and said, I don't know what it is you might want to do with this. I think uh-huh. like he might be in on it because that had the You Are My Sunshine, which then was the tonal code.
3: Well, I think we, did, Tim, I think, didn't we talk, mention this in, the, in our chat? I think, Tim, I, it yeah. seemed to me that it
2: was cut off. We never saw the end of that recording.
1: Well, yeah, oh, yeah, we never did
2: that. Yeah, and-, and then I started thinking about what if that recording is her cornerstone.
1: Hmm. Hmm.
2: And it was supposed to be given to her, like, cause yeah. if if that guy obviously had he had seen it, cause he said this is something we haven't seen, then. Before that, when they were talking earlier, when she first got there, they were talking about the who could be the mole, and he's like, "You know everything that goes on here." So, is you know, is are they in on this like whole thing to keep her there? It it's it's very cryptic. It's yeah, hard the- to figure out. But again, you know, at the e- we don't know what happens at the end of that. So like that was- if, yeah the
3: thing with oh go sorry, Tim, sorry yeah
2: if at the end of that video she gets shot right then and there is the proof to the other people that i you know her assistant or whoever else saw that video that she's not really her
3: yeah it's he yeah, the, yeah. the assistant are they're either in on it or something they saw something on there that is important well i mean it's it's one of the two
1: and then that leads us to the question if if hale was in the park because she was still in her evening gown at that point that was right after Dolores started you yep. know shooting people down so she was shot and killed then who was the hale that was with bernard that yeah. Yeah,
3: was shot by but that was shot by the other hale
1: res exact. yes that yeah. we saw thought-
3: I rewa I re- when I was going through my MIB thing. I had rewatched that that episode again tonight to check and that, to double check that part too. And yeah, it was Robot hell who shot the hail we assumed was real hail,
2: right? And and you know, I believe like one of the early theories Axel was always rolling with was that Hale never seemed legitimate as yeah. a person, too like, young to be a CEO, too and all young that to stuff. be a CEO. Yeah. She never changes like her looks or. She was always very um I, I agreed with that emotionless. Thing, yeah. You know, she, she was very stern, always about her job. And even when she gets back, the ex man or the baby daddy, you know, he says, You were always this way. Mm-hmm. But then the weird thing is when she's with the with her son, he says, I want my mommy back. And that's yeah. that's like the same thing that Caleb's mother says mm-hmm. and it, and it's like you know sometimes they say the people who are mentally ill you know they they might see on a different plane be, you know and we consider it mentally ill children pick up on things that you know other people don't some say you know they could see ghosts or supernatural powers now i'm not rolling with that as a real thing i don't you know i can't subscribe to that fully but if yeah, that's they can like, sense evil and that kind of stuff right yeah. like a dog can sense sense things in yeah. the room you know like if that's the case we just saw you know two, a child who, who you know who has good instincts usually mm-hmm. and you know possibly you know the mother realizing that he's not real it's you know so it's, it's oh man it's so deep like because every time I want to go one way I'm going the other and it's just too many holes that that I can't fill but I love looking down at them. Yeah, they've done a great job of uh,
3: making things. Be, there can be more than one answer for almost every different thing we're going to talk about.
2: Yeah, I think before we jump to the next topic, let's take a quick break. And we'll have uh, Axel drop a little ad here for you.
0: Taking a little break from this show to remind you again of our amazing presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. They've been with us for over a year. And we're so proud to have them. So go out and support them. If you're a listener to any of our podcasts, take a moment right now, type in Cufflinks.com DVR into that old web browser and you will arrive and you will be amazed happy, surprised at the amazing products that cufflinks.com has. You might think to yourself, hey, I don't have an informal event coming up. You know, I'm not into cufflinks, but guess what? They have a lot more than that. Actually, I'm wearing a pair of Star Wars socks that they sent me. Cufflinks.com is where it's at. Go to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Hey everybody, I've got an exciting announcement. Our very own Heath Sentazo, a.k.a. Heath Solo, who you know is a great actor, has been writing a screenplay and is now producing his first feature film, The Star City Murders. A team of detectives are tracking down a serial killer, but his methods are like nothing law enforcement has ever seen. It's a race against time before more victims are claimed. The Star City Murders. You can be a big part of this project and become a backer. Just go to cefilms.com for all the information on the film and how to donate, or go to kickstarter.com and search the Star City Murders. And also, if you look in the show notes or at dvrpodcast.com, all the links are there for you. There are many great rewards for donating, including a tier where you get an exclusive behind the scene podcast hosted by me, Axel Foley. That's right. Let's help get Solo make this movie. All right. Go out there and donate $5, $10, whatever you can give. Let's make sure that Solo gets this done. And also, all the Patreon funds coming to DVR Podcast are going to this Kickstarter because we believe in Solo. This is going to be an awesome movie and we want to be a part of it. So head on over to CE Films today the star City murders baby let's find the killer
1: so I was wondering do you guys think that Ford is still alive or still exists in a cognizant form in some way
2: yes
3: yes I, I he has to be in some form
2: I think he's still alive I think they they revived him I don't think that they took his conscience and put it into a ball I think because though he was too important, and he was on that that boat, you know they were bringing all the the important people out, getting them off the island, and he was there. So there, there's something with that, you know. There could be that he could have been uh, Liam's father's partner years ago. Because like there's been mentioned that maybe it was Ford, but I think maybe it was William. You know, he was hedge maybe he was hedging his bets, not just Delos. Maybe he was putting that tech, you know, his money into that company as well. Yeah. So I think he's, he's important somehow. So I feel like they would have got him out.
1: Well, I had always kind of thought that the Ford we saw out there that Dolores shot was his own version of a host of himself, because remember when Bernard killed Teresa and down in that kind of basementy room and there was a host being, there was a host being built down there. I always thought that was potentially Ford's host body in retrospect Mm -hmm.
3: I always thought it would, I always, I couldn't ever figure out I he didn't seem like a guy that had a wish wanted to kill himself either, but that never really rang true. Even though I loved first season, that was one that always bugged me a little bit. So it wouldn't surprise me if that was a, another post that he had made.
1: Yeah. It was that okay. shot. Cause it feels more like he would want to appear to duck out of everything when chaos ensues. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. He's somewhere safe, watching it all from a distance and still controlling
3: yeah still being you know, the master
1: yep, and the loops of um the loops of the hosts and and even the loops of the humans I mean, there' was this weird conversation he had with with William at one point in the bar when he kind of meets up with them where where William's just obsessed with the maze right and mm-hmm. um. There's just something about that scene I was like he's he's kind of like coaching William in the same way that that Arnold used to coach Dolores it was, but I don't know there's there's a there's so many layers to this It's just kind of <laughs> right <laughs> forever. Like
2: William's another one William could have got you know could have been off too like it's he's you know i it, i don't know it's it's so both of them like four could still be. On the the island in Westworld, like hiding out in his little secret caverns that he built, all those different places. (laughs) Uh But, I mean, that that would be unlikely, but there's still people there. You know, it just... It it has to be... I I don't know. I don't think they're gone from the show. I think MIB and Ford are are both still in human form somehow. Yeah. William's got to be behind the scenes somehow. Well, I mean,
3: Ed Harris's name is still in the credits. I mean, he's got to be—he's going to show up at some form or another. I guess it could be a flashback or something too. But I'd be shocked if we don't see him in some way this season.
2: Yeah, this is a you know like heavy-duty episode. Like I said, it wasn't a lot of like cr- crazy visual effects, but this this the depth to all this stuff is nuts. <laughs> yep. Like the, you know, one of the cool things though was in the beginning that giant RoboCop type suitcase thing they brought out. Those five boxes that created the the mm-hmm. uh, riot control guy. Mm-hmm. Now I they have three hundred of those things on deck, and I feel like <laughs> Charlotte going over and touching it. Like how how could they not make a machine to machine type link? it's just I don't know. It just seems like like they would be able to do that.
1: Yeah, and to machine type link to control those to unleash upon the human race as well when you yeah. start your revolution,
2: right?
3: Uh-huh. That's exactly what I was thinking.
2: And and it seems like that's something also that we don't know for a fact she even ever told Dolores about. So that's why it could be like that it could go either way. If, if hail starts really in, taking over like Charlotte's real conscious takes over that host and, and battles, whoever's in there and wins, she could maybe go on the side of Serac and, and, you know, wipe out Dolores.
3: That, uh, that scene was actually the scene that got me surprisingly got me thinking about the possibility of more than one hail that, a scene reminded, I don't know if you guys ever saw Battlestar Galactica, the new, the reboot of it sure. reminded me a lot of a scene in that where uh, what's the b- the blonde um, blonde Cylon. I can't think of what, I can't remember what her name is. But there's a couple scenes where she goes up to the other the bigger the bigger bulkier versions of the robots and like touches it really lovingly and be like you're amazing. like you're just like me, even though they weren't. Reminded me. I had a flashback to one of those scenes and then I started thinking more about Battlestar and how one of the big reveals was that there was more than one. Version of that—that's more than one version of each each side on. That's kind of what led me down that rabbit hole. Was that scene, and and actually the musical tone thing—that was also a big thing in Battlestar Galactica. So there, I saw a couple little Battlestar references that I think were from Battlestar. Anyways, I thought that was kind of a—I don't think they're going that all that direction, but it just got me thinking they're in that film.
2: Well, I think that's that's one of the fun things about this show is that like. It, you know, we've talked already about so many different nods. Uh, you know, you Blade Runner. Axel's going with uh, the two thousand one with how you know this. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, we said Matrix, the Demolition Man, even with certain things like there's. It's it's really incorporating all the elements of science fiction that are the are the yeah. ones that like kind of hold true w- that would give us so many uh questions you know what i mean instead of being far out there it's almost like you know i don't want to say real reality but like these are real technical problems that would be occurring with machinery and and mm-hmm. technology you know it's it just yeah. it's it's wild like I, I you know i did like the 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 part where um the the cops were using the Rico thing to go after them. And, (laughs) you know, you see the dirty cops and you see, you know, how that works. Like, no matter where you go, like, you're being followed, you're being tracked, they can shut your vehicles down. And I was thinking about how all that's possible is the same way Dolores still has control of all the balls. Like, she can shut them down, change their programming, and it's almost like... They came to the world to be free, but they're not because she still has control. So where was that freedom other than her? Mm-hmm. And is that freedom? Or is she, is she playing a program? Yep.
1: Well, she she did let Bernard go. And she doesn't seem to have been controlling him. Well, um, he, is
3: awfully, he is awfully worried about her controlling him, though. I mean, that I, was that whole switching back and forth all the time. So it's definitely um, in his mind.
1: Yeah. I wonder if it's, it's not her controlling him, but it's Ford the way he used to, when he had him kill Teresa and um, mm-hmm. yeah, that was, that was something that kind of occurred to me. I'm like, well, Ford's still around. He was the one that had that, that power over, Bernard. Yeah. And Bernard didn't have like a second Wyatt or something at him. He always yeah. had this mode that Ford put him in to be, you know, to do his dirty work, really.
2: Uh-huh. And you know, to to throw another layer where he finds Caleb was the same room he killed Teresa. Because the blood was still on the wall. When he 26. went back to Westworld. Oh stop Stubbs, you mean? Stubs. I'm sorry yeah stubs
1: I was like whoa when did this happen yeah you nah, you were, like, you were yeah. blowing my mind
2: there for a second nah, I meant to say stubs <laughs> but yeah it, it that's you know so that was like there's another layer like that it could be ford bringing them back to kind of remembering certain things that he did mm-hmm. a lot uh, of layers here a lot yeah. of layers yeah. I don't really i don't you know as far as cleaning up stuff and being clean up text i'm not sure how much cleaning up we've done here other than o- <laughs> opening up more holes so we've made it more messy yeah,
1: yeah. we made a big mess
2: <laughs> this is you know but we, we you know i feel like the the theme of like this still being a game is is something where we're kind of you know lock sync with you know in one way or another it's hard to tell because you know the people in this world if they are say quote unquote new type hosts just like Dolores has kind of mastered putting blood in there different blood of of different dna to change the the tests when they get their blood tests you know we haven't seen anybody like the insides we saw people get shot we saw blood we saw them mashed up but we didn't see you know for sure, anybody that that you know would be a machine, other than the holograms, like at the board meeting, and you know with uh, Ciroc. Mm-hmm. So it's like, as much as we want to think that, it's still there's too much uncertainty. Yeah. This is wild, wild shit. <laughs> Like the wild, wild west. Uh,
1: so, Andy, you had made a note that you wanted to talk a little bit more about Hale's son.
3: Yeah. the um, Hale's, I mean, his name, first of all, Nathan Hale. Do um, you, you guys, are you guys familiar with that name in history at all?
2: Nathan Hale, was, yeah.
3: Yeah. That's his, the kid's name was Nathan Hale, American spy in the yep. Revolutionary War, executed
2: by the British. And then, um, and then was found out to be an actual traitor.
3: Yeah, it's the uh, oh, cool. like his, his fame. His famous line: "I only regret that I have one life to live for my country." I, I I don't think that's a name they would pick just by accident. I thought the same thing.
2: I, I, and the I, uh, oh, go ahead, keep going. No, I just uh, I, I was I was right right in there. I'm like, wait, Nathan Hale, uh, like American yeah. history. That's a, it's a powerful name. The other a uh, few other things I found really kind of curious about it. It's the second
3: time that somebody's kid has referenced wanting to see elephants. Emily, MIB's. M- Daughter said the same thing in last season, which I thought was very interesting. I don't know if that really means anything. But the biggest thing is, did you guys happen to look when, when uh, he she was getting tucked in, did you happen to look at his pillowcase and the sheets? No. I know this sounded like a weird question. They have arrows on them. And it is exactly the same arrows in the opening credits. There's a t- In the time of the opening credits, there's a spot where, like, a flower is blooming or something along those lines, and, like, the, the pollen spreads off. Turns into arrows that go into Holbom. The arrows are the exact same pattern as what on his pillowcase and on his sheets.
2: Wow! Now I was looking on his wall, and on his wall, yeah, was all, I, all animals. It, it was, yeah, that, that it definitely was. I saw that too. I, I studied that
3: scene very close because I I was on that whole who, who, who hail thing is, and that's when I noticed that because it's. I mean, I don't know what that could possibly mean, but I wonder if uh, the kid is going to be more important than we think.
2: Yeah or if the kid's going to be something that like grounds hell to to take back that body. Yeah. Yeah, it's I it's,
3: like I say I don't I, I didn't really have any conclusions from that. I just thought it was worth mentioning cuz I don't think anybody else really talked about that in
2: the other shows this week. No, that's that's a big pickup.
1: Yeah, definitely not. That wasn't covered at all. Good stuff. Wow.
2: Now, here's a question I had the well, it's actually in the question section i like that i didn't pick that up <laughs> um <Yeah. laughs> so when they said maeve was stolen right what we saw with maeve coming out wasn't that already on the uh like reboam side wasn't that already in uh what's oh, it's the comp- inside side
1: yeah, but we don't know who took her from her host body that they found at Westworld in the basement, remember?
2: Yeah, how she got from Westworld. Oh, okay. So that's yeah. what they're talking about, where they took her from.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not that they had
2: her outside already, and then they got access.
1: Yeah, that there's ah. some there that's a mole as well. Because we know that Charlotte hasn't been back there. We know that Ciroc hasn't been there. So who was the one that got her... Her uh, pearl in its case to Serac for that
2: insight could have been MIB. I mean, he was laying in that, you know, on the boat too, trying to get out. You know, all shot up, looking like you know maybe they could save him.
3: Well, the I mean, the last time, the last I think, I think the last time we saw Maeve was on the beach there, and I'm pretty sure those two texts where they got where they said you guys are in turn. I think we talked about some other time. Now that I'm thinking about it. Where the two techs were uh, were kind of tasked with, because they one of the other people said, well, save the post we think we can save. And they cut to Maeve, and then they cut to those two guys looking at her. I mean, maybe it's those two tech.
1: It could be. Um, they were
3: part of that simulation that Maeve was in. It hmm.
1: could be Felix. I think Felix is the Asian one, correct? Yes. Yep. It could be Felix and maybe he is a mole because remember when um, her code was being changed initially and they weren't entirely sure who was doing it. I mm-hmm. always kind of thought it was probably Ford, but what if it was actually a Ciroc from the beginning? Although he didn't really seem to, I take that back. He didn't really seem to suspect Mave in any way or no he did suspect her at first and then he realized it was Dolores and he had the wrong person so maybe he mm-hmm. was trying to kind of oh Maeve I, maybe, don't know. I don't
2: know maybe he was trying to get her out for his own purposes and you know somebody picked him up and grabbed it I mean they, that there's a whole big gap between you know yeah the cleanup of the island and you mm-hmm. know what we've seen Well, you know, they, they led us to, you know, end off with the cool, you know, thing and with the machine and the house and everything, but those other questions, you know, like still with the, with the Chinese involvement, you know, with, with Bernard still not having gotten basically past China. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's still some, uh, red tape. (laughs) 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 Uh... So now When Hale was cutting herself, right, it was weird. Um, But when she took off her shirt and you saw the markings, did you guys like think it was too rough around the edges to not look like that that circle that we see in the beginning of the episodes or middle of the episodes that mark locations? Looked- I had exactly
3: this. I had exactly the same thing in my notes.
2: I, I was going to ask you
3: guys the same thing. I thought it looked exactly like that. The exactly. little
2: interstitial things that Rahuam yeah. has. Yeah. yeah, and and like, is that another way of the communication? Like, it, it just—I don't know what it means. I, I just—it just looked yeah. too, too similar. Mm-hmm. Other than the line protruding out of it, but that could have also been like an extension of the line that shows the problem.
3: That's what I was going to say. There's a couple of those lines when it says, uh, whatever it is, something detected. That's an a couple novelty. of like the really big. Yeah. The really big ones that usually shoots way out there. So yeah, well, I, I don't think that was an accident either. I, I completely agree with you.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know, man, it's, it's so wild to show. I don't have the answers. I wish we did, but you know, it's... What what
3: else did you guys think about the? Uh, I mean, nobody's really talked about it too much either. The implant, and it, basically, the, when they tapped into that into Caleb's implant, they controlled his heart rate. I mean, does the implant control everything in your body? I mean, that he, seems pretty crazy that people would sign
2: up for that. He looked exactly like the controls of any of the other hosts. On yeah, that. yeah, that's yeah. And not only that, what was the drip thing that he turned off? Because the guy goes, oh, you turned off your drip? People would pay millions for this, or whatever he said. People would mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. pay, people would kill for this. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's yeah. a military-grade thing, yeah. Like, what does the drip do? Like, what is that for? Yeah, I, that's...
1: Turns him into a lethal mother effer. Because I think he mentioned
2: it. It, mentioned it prior. Like, oh, you turned it off? Don't turn your thing off. And, and then his partner, you know, his uh yeah. psychologist slash best friend was telling him, you shouldn't turn that off.
3: Yeah, that's what I mean. Does it turn you... What does it turn him into? Turn him into Captain America or something? I mean, what? I don't... I just... I, I was just flung by that whole scene. I sat and what both times. While, I'm like, what
2: is... What, what is it? I want to know more. I mean, we're going to find out. It I'm might, really curious what that is. I mean, it might have been something to keep him subdued and living in that algor- algorithm-based type world. And that's why he uh, turned it off so he could feel. Yeah. But if he's feeling is it now real feelings or is it like lowering the the statistics on those tripads? Mm-hmm. It you know, it's, yeah. so, it's so hard to tell how much how real he is and how not because he he also has a very like one dimensional way of thinking. He's like saving, saving. Like he doesn't want to do the one on ones and he Right away, wants to save Dolores and save his mother. Like he's in this saving mode still. Like mm-hmm. he's programmed this way.
3: Yeah, it's, it's yeah. interesting. The uh, there was one. Other, while I'm thinking about the tech stuff, there was one other thing that I noticed that I actually really liked, and I think I can't remember who somebody said that they hated it in one of the last. I think it might have been Jenny about the uh, paramedics and not knowing what to do and waiting for the computer and all that kind of stuff. That I think actually is going to end up happening at some point. That's uh, it, reminds me a lot of my farming business. The uh, anytime our John Deere tractor has an electronic problem, the techs literally have to come out and look up the laptop to the tractor, and the laptop will tell them what's wrong with the electronics. Uh, I mean, it's it's in I think that's going to happen like
2: with everything in in the not too distant future. Here's here's a, a simpler way to break it down when we were younger, we could probably name 25 of our friends' phone numbers right off the bat. Can you do that now? I can't name two. I can barely remember my own number. Right. We grabbed the phone and we just pressed their name. It's the same situation, just amplified. It's just that we lean on technology so much that all you have to be is a technician to work the machinery. And the machinery does the work. It was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was just a nice little, it was a little touch. I just loved in the show. I love those little kind of touches
3: that it, it seemed like that's a good predictive of what's going to happen in the future in yeah. our future.
1: Oh yeah. I, I definitely believe that too. I think even now with some like, you know, bigger enterprise equipment and, and software and things, there's this concept of, you know, self healing machines where if something starts going wrong using algorithms and AI and things like that, it can mm-hmm. it correct itself, which I kind of thought, oh maybe that's why Dolores came back around, but she was getting fluids. I think it was just like her her blood or whatever was was low. but you know who's who's to say that you know by the end of this season or, or next season we don't see them able to kind of almost regenerate on their own in terms of like the wounds they have versus using one of those little, you know, uh, torches, I don't know what you want to call it. That, <laughs>
2: yeah, that the healing wand, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
2: I wish uh, we had one of those right now for COVID. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. There was yeah. one other thing I
3: was thinking that, uh, they brought up on Wednesday's show, I think, too. Do you guys think that, um, like at the end, Serac says that Dolores is the one that has the key? Do you guys think that's actually true? I I don't think that's true at all.
2: Well, I would say that's like the the because Dolores is the the main character and yeah, you know, we we would tend to think that, but Dolores I would probably think hit it into Bernard. That's
1: What what did she do with the stuff in in Abernathy's head? Because I feel like that did get moved. I just can't remember. Is that isn't that what they
3: uploaded? I think that's what they uploaded. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, that was that was what they transmitted in the in the four the satellite, yeah.
1: Yeah, I I don't think Dolores would have the key. I actually think. Well.
3: Huh. I don't. Not necessarily know where it is. I thought it was an interesting yeah. point that somebody brought up in the last show. It might still be stuck in the satellite.
2: Time. No one might have it. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah. I like I like what you you wrote here in the notes that I, that was a crazy pickup. Arnold's son was named Charlie. <laughs> and then when Charlotte gets to her house, their former baby dad oh well, the baby daddy, former either partner or husband, whatever. He calls her Charlie as a nickname.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm
2: like, as soon as I just read that, I'm like, this kind of changes a little bit of the thinking of who hell is now. Like, it's oh. is it is it more Ford in there? Like, is it Bernard in there? Uh, is Bernard well, really was... Bernard? Like, damn, now, now I... I'm thinking more people. This I is... think there
3: was theories way back in season one that people had that Charlotte was Arnold's daughter. So it's, yeah, it's, it's wow. definitely opens up a lot of new things. Wow. I never even heard that theory. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Oh, no, I didn't either. I mean, I
3: think it, I think it was dismissed pretty quick by most people, including myself. But I, that did, when I saw that in the notes, I definitely thought, well, that is the possible. It could be possible, I
2: guess. Right. Cause <laughs> so say, they went back, did that twenty years ago, right? When they started the park, she's thirty and in her thirties in real life. Mm-hmm. Which I would, I would assume in the show she's the same, similar age because you know they make mention of such a young uh, CEO. I mean, uh, yeah, right. Uh, so, oof. I don't know, not CEO, but whatever her title is. Um, and I guess if she had that connection, it could explain why she rose up the ranks quickly too. And Mm -hmm. why she was so hyper-focused on the park and also going against – because Serac had said at the end, I told you this was going to happen.
1: Yeah, if she wanted revenge against Ford and blamed him for the death of her father that she never got to know because, I mean, theoretically, she might not have even been born when – when Arnold died, just based on the age and the thirty-year time gap, or would be too young to yeah. remember him. Right, it could uh,
2: have been I, the same situation like she left her son. Like, I mean, it it, it would seem weird that
3: they only talked about it because then wasn't it his son that had died? Arnold's son had died, wasn't yeah. that right?
1: Yeah. And that's,
3: I mean, it would be strange that they never mentioned he had a daughter if that was the case. That was kind of why I think why I dismissed it at the time, uh- but.
1: But if the only if the main cornerstone that uh that Ford gave Bernard was the death of his son, I suppose that was it, and nothing else and, and, then would even, and
3: actually why if he had yeah. a daughter, why would he put that in there because that then he would want to leave the island and go or leave the west world and go find his daughter, yeah, if he knews he has nothing to go back for,
2: he would stay holy rabbit holes. <laughs>
1: uh well, well guys le-
2: the later
3: it gets, the deeper it gets. what can I say right now.
1: should uh should we we uh try and wrap it up a little bit and talk about who we think won the week and, and who the mVP is?
2: yeah, um yep. unless you guys have any more points that that you want to bring up because I'm pretty exhausted on the on my points here. Uh, I think we you know covered a lot of the 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 really g- gritty stuff, the good stuff um but yeah, if you guys got anything. <laughs>
1: Well, I think uh, it's kind of a tie between Dolores and Caleb for who won the week because I think she's moving forward with her plan in a fairly productive way, and she convinced Caleb to join her. And I think Caleb, for Caleb, it was a win because he learned about his predestiny and decided to actively work against it and, and decide who he wanted to be.
3: That's, I, it's hard to argue with either one. Yeah, of those. it is. <laughs>
2: It is, especially we learn a lot about Caleb and Caleb has a lot of revelation. So it, it you know, that's, that's pretty cool. That's I
3: went to Loras here just cause it, it's back to the old Dolores of seeming like she's two steps ahead, of everybody and
2: dominating everything. And that's, I, that was what I picked Dolores. Well, I went economically wise and Serac who secretly, uh, Took over the remaining shares and the controlling shares of Delos, so Siroc won for me. That's he was going to be my next pick. The only reason I did is because I picked him last week. I think.
1: Yeah, I think I did too. I think we all just spread
3: the love. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, And so for MVP, I picked Charlotte slash host because I thought it was just super compelling and whoever th- that is inside her also made kind of a lot of progress and also found themselves in a really kind of sticky situation. We'll see how they get themselves out of that.
3: I, I agree with you again on this one. It's uh, it's the Hailbot and whoever specific whoever in the hail bot it's I mean, we're not going
2: to, I'm guessing we won't know that till the end of the season, but I can't, I'm, it's fun theorizing about it. I mean, I was going to say hell only because she brought her son the dog, but I went with the waitress in the diner who called social, sh- social, sh- social services for Caleb because if it wasn't for her, then we don't know where Caleb would have wound up. He might have went on the street, got hit by a car and not been with us. But since she did that, Caleb went into the military, did his thing, and he's here with us now giving us good entertainment. That's a great pick. Yeah. Shout out to the waitresses who look out for the little kids.
1: <laughs> well, okay. Well, thanks, guys, for tonight. And we will be back with more of the cleanup techs next week. Stay tuned.
0: Dun, dun, dun. Excellent. Hello.